Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you guys are doing? How you guys are doing? How you guys are doing? That's right, that's right. It's your boy, it's your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue for every last one of you. That's right, guys. Without all of you, none of this would be possible. None of this would be possible. Thanks for the love and the support, guys. That's right, the love and the support. But like I said, guys, I'm going to start something different this morning. I'm going to talk about three things to watch as heat look to rebuild in 2021-2022. Kyle Lowry effect, Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, X-Factors. After a pretty magical run to the 2020 bubble, the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat were never able to find their stride last season. They flirted with the playing line for the most of the season, landing at the number six seed before getting swept by the eventual champion Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. They were never a real factor. That figures to change this season as the Heat made one of the the splashiest upgrades of the offseason in acquiring Kyle Lowry, who at 35 year old, five years old remains a championship-level defender, difference maker. P.J. Tucker and Marquise Morris also joined the Heat, while Andre Iguodala, Goran Dragic, Trevor Ariza, Kendrick Nunn, Namija Blinker, and Precious Achua depart. Here's a look at the Heat's current roster, which will be trimmed along with three things to watch as the Miami Miami Heat aims to re-enter the contender conversation. Miami Heat's roster returning Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrell, Victor Oladipo, Dwayne Edmond, Omar Stevenson, Gabe Vincent, Casey Opeka, Max Struss, Udonis Haslam, additions Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Marquise Morris, Khalid Martin, rookies D.J. Stewart, Javante Smart, Micaiah Porter, Drew Smith, Marcus Garrett, all undrafted and likely to land in the G League. <clears throat> Number one, Kyle Lowry effect. You're going to hear Lowry's name and heat culture in the same sentence enough times to make you want to vomit this season. But there's truth in the sappy segment. This is a player team match made in hoops heaven. Lowry is a tough, no fear, frills, defensive-minded veteran who is the favorite words of the Heat coach Eric Spolstra. Impact winning in ways both tangible and intangible. Miami doesn't need any more leadership. The tangibles are what interests me. And that's right guys, hold on, because your boy Wallace, hold on, that's what that interests me. And in a contrast. that interests me and the contrast to all tough defense talk that occasionally defines the Miami Lowry compatibility. It's this offense that's going to provide the most needed joke. The simple truth is the Heat had a scoring problem last season, ranking 19th at 111.8 points per 100 possessions per cleaning the glass. There are a handful of reasons for that. 
Let's start with the fact that the Miami's two best players last season, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, are non-three-point threats. With Butler, that's particularly problematic as so much of NBA's offense and dictated by the threat of pick-and-roll initiators represent as pull-up shooters from range. Lowry, who shot 40% from three-point last season, gives Miami this threat. It's almost impossible to over, overstate the impact that should have on Miami's offense. Lowry is an adept mover and a shooter of, off the ball, too. And Miami would shot a lot of threes, as always, last year, but didn't make all that many. 19 from the percentage could use as much of that production and byproduct spacing as possible. Other than Duncan and Tyler Rowe, no current Heat player made more than 50 three-pointers. He's the of the ball shoot should re really open things up for Adebayo and Butler as players operate inside the arc. And yes, Lowry's defense will help too. A major upgrade from Goran Dragic Nunn. There's a reason the Heat have been basically tracking Lowry for the last season, last few years, just waiting for the right time to move. They need him. They've got him. Who knows what the three-year, $90 million contract Miami gave Lowry will look in three. But on the front end of the deal, he should be worth every penny. Number two, Butler and Bam scoring. Lowry's ability to orchestrate offense should also hopefully free up Butler to attack with more of a score-first mentality. Over his first two seasons with the Heat, Butler has at times gotten to pass happy, particularly on teams that have lacked anyone else and who could be to a 1A score. Butler just scored just 14.5 per in Miami's first round loss in the Miami Heat last season. That's not nearly enough. Obviously, his decline as a three-point shooter has been significant. Butler was never a high-volume three-point shooter, but he was at least an average marksman from a percentage standpoint prior to joining the Miami Heat where he has shot 24% from deep over the last two seasons. It's been a Russell Westbrook-like plummet. Nobody's saying Butler needs to start jacking up threes. He's incredibly impactful exactly as he is, getting to the free throw line a ton, tallying career highs, <clears throat> and picking his spots as a basket attacker and short mid-range shooter. Miami outscored opponents by just un under 11 points per 100 possessions last season with Butler on the floor per CTG and he was top 5 in just all about every encompassing advantage metric including offensive and win shares in which he registered 5th in the league wide one spot higher than Stephen Curry per basketballreference.com if Butler's not a com comfortable from three, that's fine. Frankly, at the shooting percentage he's been putting up, it's probably better if he does stay inside the arc. But in certain situations, Butler could stand to get a bit more selfish. Even with Lowry around to pick up more of the slack, he has often encouraged Adebayo to do the same. And Adebayo is not a scorer, but Butler can be when he sets his mind to it. To that point, for Adebayo, it's more about adding to his actual game than just adjusting his mentality.
He's not a refined post scorer. He lacks a real counter moves, and he doesn't rely, really have a go-to move either. Bam has shown an ability to face up and hit mid-range jumpers, but that needs to be a more consistent part of his arsenal. In the aforementioned loss to the Milwaukee Bucks last postseason, the Bucks sagged well off Adebayo even as he faced up at the free throw line and still he looked hesitant to take that shot consistently. Adebayo is an elite defender and a playmaker for his position, but if he's going to take the game, take his game by an extension, uh, the heat to another level, he has to become a more polished, versatile, aggressive scorer. If his legitimate shooting range extends to three-point land, the Heat will have hit the lottery. Three X-Factors. That would be Tyler Herrera and Victor Oladipo after Herrera enjoyed a sensational rookie season that led him to being handed for big stretches, primarily playmaking responsibilities in the middle of the finals run. His sophomore season was portrayed as something as a slump. That's not really true, however. Herrera, in fact, averaged more points, 15-1 points, 5.0 rebounds, and 3.4 assists per game than he did his rookie season. He also got to the free throw line more and shot better from the field. His usage rate also went up, but his turnover percentage stayed roughly the same. He struggled in the playoffs, and his on and off numbers were negative, as they were his rookie season. But mostly, the Heat were not the same team, and the percentage and the perception around Herrero, who was expected to do more as a starter, but just feels as impactful or, or consistent to, to the eye test suffered by extension. I love Herrero's game. I loved, it. I loved it when he came out of Kentucky. He's way more than a shooter. He's a great feel with the ball in his hands, and his confidence is through the roof. If Herrero, who will get to settle back into a bench role, but will see plenty of time with his first unit, pops this year, Miami will be an entirely different team. The same goes for Oladipo, who signed a one-year $2.4 million clearance rack deal with the Heat this summer as he recovers after having surgery to repair his right quadriceps tendon. Can you imagine if Oladipo rediscovers anything close to his all-star form while making that peanut salary? And it's not completely out of the question. The guy basically averaged 25-5 last season over stints with the Pacers rookies, I mean with the Pacers Rockets and Heat. True, he only played 33 games and his efficiency left out a lot to desire. But some of the explosiveness were there. Oladipo is likely is not likely to be a 20-point scorer on the Heat is on the Miami Heat team. Lack of opportunity alone will be out will all but ensure that. But the truth is, anything that Oladipo adds to great is gravy. And he adds something a truly significant when he returns to full strength. The Heat are going to be a serious problem. That's right, guys. That's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy, Wilder. That's right. Three things to watch as the, the Heat look to re, rebound in 21-22. Kyle Lowry effect. Tyler Herrero, Victor Oladipo, X-Factors. That's right. It's your boy, Wilder. I'm not a hater. I'm congratulated. Just letting you know what's going on.
you know what, guys? I will be back with something different, true, new, and blue for all of you. Thanks for the love, the support, and the donations. Because without all of you guys, none of this is possible. None of this is possible. And this is your boy, Wilder. And you know what? I'm out. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. That's right. This your boy. This your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, true, new, and blue for every last one of you. That's right, guys. Thanks for the love and the support, guys. Because without all of you, none of this would be possible. That's right, guys. None of this would be possible. But what your boy Wilder's about to talk about this morning, Warriors Andrew Wiggins has gotten COVID-19 vaccine and will be available for all games this season. Golden State Warriors forward Andrew Wiggins has received the COVID-19 vaccine and will be available for all games this season. Head coach Steve Kerr announced on Sunday, Wiggins will be unvaccinated headed into training camp and has requested a religious exemption from the league, which was denied. During media day, he made headlines for his refusal to get the vaccine saying I'm confident in my beliefs and what I think is right and what I think is wrong what's right for one person isn't right for another ignoring the potential health consequences Wiggins initially decisions not to get the vaccine was an issue with the Warriors from a basketball perspective the San Francisco Department of Public Health has an order requiring COVID-19 vaccinations for all participants ages 12 and older and large indoor events. That meant that if Wiggins remained unvaccinated once the regular season begins, he would not have been able to play in home games. It goes without saying that having a starter available for all, for half of your games would be a major issue. Wiggins averaged 18.6 points, 4.9 rebounds, and 2.4 assists per game last season, while shooting 38% from three-point land and often guarding the opponent's best perimeter player. Even if Wiggins has never quite lived up to the potential that made him the number one pick, he's still a solid player in the league and is a key part of the Warriors' rotation. Wiggins' teammates spoke about the situation on media day, and it was clear, especially from Steph Curry, that they wanted him to get vaccinated. We hope he's available, Curry said. We hope he moves in the right direction. My opinion is obviously I got vaccinated and I'm ready to be available for the following mandates and what not. Curry continued, but that's kind of where it is. And the next coming weeks, and how it all plays out is going to be entirely up to him. We obviously hope he's available with us. And a kind that goes from there. The Warriors begin preseason play on Monday with the game in Portland against the Trailblazers. The regular season open is set for Tuesday, October the 19th against Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, guys. That's right. It's your boy Wilder, the Warriors Wiggins has gotten COVID-19 vaccine and will be available for all games this season. Hey, that was his choice. You know, I hope he wasn't forced into it. But you know what? Like I said, to each his own, to each his own. This is your boy, Wilder. This is your boy, Wilder. Like I said, hey, I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator to each his own. You could do what you want to do, whatever floats your boat, as long as you know uh, you do it the right way.
But like I said, I will be back and I will do it different. But without all of you, without all of your support, your donations, none of this would be possible. None of this would be possible. Like I said, guys, this is your boy Wilder. And you know what? I'm out. How you guys doing? How you guys are doing? How you guys are doing? That's right. That's right. It's your boy. It's your boy Wilder. Your boy Wilder's back with something different, new, true, and blue for all of you. That's right, guys. Thanks for the love and the support. That's right, guys. Without all of you, none of this would be possible, guys. None of this would be possible. But you know what? Your boy Wilder's talking about. Bradley Bill says he's in no rush to sign contract extension with the Wizards. I want to win. Once the calendar flipped from September to October, Washington Wizards all-star guard Bradley Bill became eligible for a four-year, $181.5 million contract extension. However, he doesn't appear to be in any sort of a rush when it comes to putting pen on paper. Instead, it appears as though Bill wants to wait and see how the Wizards fare early on during the upcoming season before making any sort of a long-term commitment. Bill currently has a two years remaining on his current contract with the Wizards, but the second season is a player option that he could opt out of in favor of unrestricted free agency next summer. My biggest thing is getting us off going to, the, to a good start. Bill said of an extension via the Washington Post, we worry about the contract money and all that later. I'll let them deal with the when the time comes for sure. I got all year to sign too, so I'm not in a rush. I want to win. <clears throat> I want to win the right way and do it and do it here. I think we have enough. So it's just we have to get it done. Bill has played with the Wizards for his entire career since he, he was selected by third overall pick in 2012 draft. Though Bill and the Wizards have made the postseason five times since then, they haven't been able to advance past the second round last season. They lost to Philadelphia in five games in the first round. The Wizards made several solid additions over this offseason, including Spencer Dinabudu, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Aaron Holiday, and Catavius Caldwell-Pope. However, the team also traded away Russell Westbrook at Westbrook's request. Bill had become close to Westbrook and was likely disappointed by the move, but he also understood in giving the fact that Westbrook is operating with urgency at this stage in his career. This happens every year. Players are going to talk, and Russ decided he was going to do what was best for him and his family, and I wasn't there. Bill said of Westbrook via NBC Sports Washington, I wasn't in the same headspace he was, and it was a respectable decision. I love Russ to death. He had a great conversation leading up to it, many great conversations leading up to it, and he made a decision that was best for him. We were in the place of limbo for a minute. We didn't have a coach. We didn't have what was going on. It was a little rocky. I'm going into his 14th year. He's looking like his time is ticking, so he wants to be on a championship contending team now, and I respect that. Bill is younger than Westbrook, but his clock is ticking as well. So one can't help but wonder 
when Hill began to feel <clears throat> the same urgency that Westbrook feels. On paper, it's tough to tell if the Wizards will be markedly, would be markedly better than they were last season. And if they're not, perhaps that extension will never get signed. That's right, guys. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder talking about Bradley Bill says he's in no rush to sign contract extension with the Wizards. I want to win. Hey, you can't be mad at him. You can't be mad at him because you know what? These guys are getting older, and these guys, you know what? They want to win, and that's the bottom line. These guys want to win. They want one, and, you know, that's what these guys put the time in for. But like I said, who am I? I'm just a common man with a common plan. This is your boy Wilder. This is your boy Wilder. Like I said, I'm not a hater. I'm a congratulator. Thanks for the love. Thanks for the support and the donations. Like I said, guys, without all of you, none of this would be possible. None of this would be possible. But you know what, guys? This is your boy Wilder. This is your man Wilder, and I'm out. Enjoy.